Hey y'all, welcome to episode 29. It's been a rough week. You can hear from my voice. I was sick for a bit uh, between all my responsibilities that I normally have with my day job and everything else. I had the preserve retreat talk that I did on the weekend and I've had a pitch competition that I did the other day and it's uh it's there's been a lot and then tonight I've got the live recording with at a Halifax pop explosion at the Carlton at 5:30 so it's uh yeah I've, I've been it's it's been a rough one but yo the preserve retreat experience was was it was pretty amazing for me I was I hemmed and hawed I struggled with putting the talk together because I tackled race and a lot of my journey and I've been having a hard time really talking about my journey lately and not wanting to seem narcissistic I guess <laughs> but a lot of people connected with it so you know thank I'm thankful for those people then I did the pitch competition uh, this was to see if I can win some funding, some business funding, and I competed against three other uh, co- competitors. It was, uh, you know, congratulations to to Nick who ended up winning, but and to the other competitors, uh, Charles and Brittany. Uh, they all did a great job. Uh, Nick deserved it, and um, but I gotta say that I learned a lot from that experience. Being able to pitch and and it forces you to learn things about your business that you might not have considered before. So it just helped me refine a lot of my thinking and thought processes. So if you have a chance to pitch, I suggest you do it. And, you know, I want to shout out to Otney, Ashley and Lydia at the Black Business Initiative uh, for, you know, supporting me through the process and, and Sobeys for being the sponsor. I also want to shout out to Violet McLeod, who... Uh, works with Sobeys, and said that she's actually a listener to, to the show. So shout out to Violet. Uh, thank you for pulling me aside and letting me know that. And let's get on to the show. So this episode is with Kayla Borden, an event coordinator, promoter, community advocate, and DJ. This was recorded just after Hurricane Dorian, so you'll hear us talk about our experience with the hurricane a bit. And it was actually while I was still considering joining the NASCAD University Alumni Board. Uh, we talk about, you know, what it means to make an artist export ready, uh, the importance of promotion offline by networking in person, and how to create impact through board membership, and even a little bit about Jamaican food in Halifax. So I hope you enjoy this one. Peace. What up, artists? My name is Dwayne Jones. I'm the creative director and founder of a lifestyle brand called Art Pays Me. This is the Art Pays Me podcast, and I'm passionate about finding ways that people like you and me can make a living for ourselves off of our creativity. And, you know, maybe we can make the world a better place at the same time. Let's get into it. Oh, thank you for coming to the podcast with me. Yeah, thank you for ha- for inviting me. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. So, um, actually, how did you fare during the storm? Um, it wasn't bad. Like, it didn't didn't really hit me. I was just out of power for thirty one hours. No, gotcha. yourself. 
Uh, I actually never lost power. It was it's crazy. So, where where do you live at? I'm on Timberley. Okay. Dang. It's it's like a specific section because I have friends out here too. And mm-hmm. They all lost power. So they ended up coming over to my house. And uh, <laughs> so it was, it was it's kind of weird. We were just in this weird spot that just didn't seem to get affected. So anyway. That's not bad then. Yeah, I guess you're just on a different grid. Yeah. Yeah, because there's still people in Halifax that's without power right now. Which is it's crazy to me. And yeah. Me too. I like I always felt like the people downtown would be like the safest <laughs> when it came to that kind of stuff, but it seems like they're the most vulnerable. Well, I mean they're yeah, closer by the water. Uh, okay, right. So definitely yeah, definitely get them. Yeah. All right, well, Hurricane Do- uh, Dorian, I was just going to call it Hur- Hurricane Donier. <laughs> <laughs> I know all the memes and stuff on, on Instagram. It's crazy. Yeah, it took us off, took us off our, our path. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get started. So you're on the Art Pays Me podcast. Welcome. I know you, um, you're just crazy active in the community and you your energy and passion for community building and uplifting uh voices that haven't that don't often get lifted is infectious and that's one thing that stood out for me when i first met you and connected with you so uh i'm just really interested to hear about what you do yeah thank you um um, I see myself as a connector, event coordinator, a promoter, community advocate. Yeah. All those things and a talent scope to add to that. I'm also, um, outside of that, I'm an auntie. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I'm also, I also am an artist myself, um, I DJ a little bit here and there. Um, I also do some drawing and painting. I'm going to get some downtime. Got you. Yeah. So, so what makes, what is it about events that get you excited? Um, I like to create something that Halifax doesn't have or haven't had. Mm-hmm. Um, I love putting artists on that doesn't get the chance to showcase their stuff because they don't, I guess, fit under the qualifications of uh, past like emerging artists, you know, like they're according to like the industry, they're not export ready. So I like to give people opportunity to showcase what they have here because of all the talent that is in Nova Scotia. So, so- in your experience, um, like you've met people, or are you talking when you say export ready? Are you talking about when you try to get, say, government funding and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, there's like this, um, what do you call it? I guess qualifications of what makes an artist export ready. If they've sold such and such units, then they're export ready. Have they uh, 
traveled outside of Nova Scotia? Have they done a tour? Are they selling merch? Like all that stuff that puts monetary uh, for their talents or their services that they provide as an artist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So like they could be extremely talented, but just not necessarily have the opportunity to do some of those things because of financial limitations or even physical limitations in general. Absolutely. And just like knowing the resources that are out there to help them. I feel like a lot of people don't know, uh, I guess, even the different grants that are out there that they can apply for. They don't know about some organizations like SOAP and um, the Songwriters Foundation. Like there's a lot of different ones out there that people can uh, register so they know about their copyrights and um, I guess even when they're collaborating with other artists, who gets what from a project? Mm, right. So how do you know all this stuff? Is it because you've kind of gone through this process and, and how it works? And work? Yeah, um, I've, wor- I've actually been working or like volunteering my time and then for about 10 to 11 years now. Um, I started out as helping one of my really good friends, uncles, um, with uh, doing, getting, setting things up for a concert. Like I'd run and do a rider, pick up stuff that the artists that are coming in from town needs um, to get ready for the performance. Um, and also just being on media and uh, sharing things um, that's happening around Halifax. Because I feel like a lot of people don't even know that. And it's not even about being just on social media. Because you also have to be in the community to let people know. Word of mouth is a big thing. Not everyone's on social media. Mm. Yeah, I was wondering because you seem to know... Like I'm, I'm pretty active on social media, but the things that you share, I'm like, I never heard of that event. I never heard of that, but you seem to be tapped into all of it. Yeah. It's definitely about like networking and, uh, being at different events and just really showing support, uh, to people that are out there doing things. And then you just connect with the people that are there as well. So then you find out about other things. And I mean, if I find it interesting, I feel like a lot of other people will too. Mm. Got you. Got you. Yeah. So are you on any boards, like in, a, in any official capacity, like board of directors or anything like that? Um. Yeah, I'm on a few boards right now. Um, so I have a nonprofit organization called the Ohm Arts Collective. Okay. Um, so I'm on the board of that, um, and the OM um, actually is, um, we provide art and music workshops to promote self-care, self-awareness, empowerment, while trying to break the stigma around mental health. Mm, so we okay. have a lot of different workshops um, that we've done since we uh, launched um, last year. Okay. Um, and... Right now, I'm just trying to um, 
close some other projects I'm working on so that I can continue with that uh, collective. Okay. Um, and I'm also on the Emerging Lens Film Festival board, oh, as cool. well as the Charles Taylor Theater and Media. Oh, okay. So yeah, those are the boards that I'm on right now. When I first started out, I was on a lot of other boards as well, like the Jamaican Cultural Association of Nova Scotia. Um, yeah, there, there's, there's a lot. Thinking I'm, about it now, yeah. I'm just exploring that. I haven't been on any boards before, but I'm close to trying. Like I've, I've sort of applied for a couple now, and now I'm really considering joining some. So. Yeah, being on boards allow you to like learn the in and outs of like how an organization runs. Mm. Like, you learn a lot from being on a board. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's exciting. I I'm, I think I really am going to pursue it. What so, are what are some of the boards that you were interested in? So I was, I applied for, I think it was Creative Arts Nova Scotia, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Did not. Exactly should. Um, I, yeah, I tried to get on that one. I didn't, didn't get on. Uh, and then um, there had, there was this thing that came out where you could sort of do a broad application and so to put yourself out there as someone who's interested in being on boards. I can't mm-hmm. even remember what that was now. I've, I do so many different things. <laughs> I know it's hard to keep up with all the things that are happening, you know, and all the organizations that are out there. Unless it really sticks out to you, then yeah, it's definitely hard to keep up. Yeah, it was like somebody who knew that I was interested in being on boards was like, you should put your name into this and, you know, put together an application. So I did that. So basically, I guess I wait to see if I'm contacted to see if uh, I'm a good candidate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'm also looking at doing um, the NASCAD Alumni Association and see if I can help add some different perspectives to that group and see how NASCAD can get more involved in the black community. So. Yes, yes. And that's what I was going to say is like, and joining these boards is it's going to make it a bit more diverse because mm-hmm. most most boards or most creative boards that we can think of, especially the funding boards, um, is not very diverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I found like as I as my brand gets more attention, more and more people reach out to me and inform me of the interesting things that they're working on and sometimes I think that you know if they could be looped into some of these higher level decisions that are made then we could see a more vibrant creative community here so that kind of thing is is exciting to me about joining boards yeah for sure you never know unless you try right yeah exactly exactly so you, so we, we established you're in Halifax. Where did you grow up? Um, I say that I'm from both sides of the bridges. So uh, when I was younger, I lived in Spryfield till I was 15. And then my parents decided to move to Woodside and Dartmouth. 
Oh, okay. So I I say I rep Spry Town in Woodside. <laughs> <laughs> All right, not it's not a not a bad thing. It's nice no. to be able to identify with both sides of the bridge, actually. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So what were you like as a child? Were you like just into all kinds of things? Um, as a child, um, I was shy. Um, <laughs> um, I was into books a lot. I read a lot of books. I was into music. Um, I love, like, even to this day, I love every aspect of music, like from dancing, um, graffiti, like everything that brings music together, the DJing, um, writing. I used to write. Mm. I used to uh, like do like online free freestyles, like ciphering with people online. Wow. Um, I used to write songs when I was in like high school, like rap songs. I'm not a singer at all. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. And then like all of this kind of like fused into like what you're interested in today. So did you ever feel like you were going to pursue like a rap career per se? Um, at first when I, when I was getting out of high school, I was like, Oh yeah, I'm going to become a rapper. I have the best lines. Um, but then like when I, when I first, when I first started going to the studio, the person wasn't really giving me feedback or anything like that. They're just like, oh, well, do you like it? And I was like, that's not really giving me feedback if it's good or not, or like how I can go at it another way. Um, and then I just, I just started, um, like I said, uh, helping my friend's uncle uh, with the concerts that he was putting on. And I got to meet a lot of different artists that are here in Halifax. Um, and other people that were putting on events. So then I, I was like, man, I was like, there's a lot of talent here in Nova Scotia and someone has to put them on because I was still seeing the same uh, artists at that time uh, being put on. Um, and I feel like now over the years, it's it's been, there's a lot of different other people trying to, put on events and shows like that. So I was like, yeah, I decided to take the business side of things instead of becoming a rapper myself. What was your rap name? Uh, Lady Blaze. Okay. That is still my rap name when I decide to write stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So what, who would you say were um, some of your creative influences or have, do you have any? Yeah, uh, Missy Elliott and Tupac. Mm. Okay. They're my all-time faves, like, and The Brat. I must say, The Brat was up there, too. Okay. I like, they're, like, creative flows, Missy, even Missy's videos. Uh, yeah, she got that Video Vanguard Award recently. Uh, she got the what, sorry? The uh, MTV Video Vanguard Award. Yeah. I mean, Missy's been getting a lot of awards recently. She got her uh, doctrine in music. Um, oh, what she, she got something else. She got like a certificate or something as a as a. I think she's on the Hall of Fame now. Okay. Um, 
yeah, she she got a lot of awards in the last few years, and then she just dropped her uh, her recent album, I Iconology, with five tracks. Yeah, yeah. It remind it it reminds me right back to when she first came out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Checked it out. I have to. I have. To you haven't checked it out yet. No. No. Yeah, you definitely should. Have you? Like, were you into Missy? I was actually, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I guess it, it's just my age, I guess. But she was when I was in high school. Like, she was just one of the hottest artists that was, was out then. So you know, mm-hmm. and I, I, I love the Brad too, actually, because at that point, like, I just loved how gangster the Brad was. At yeah. That point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but she also had a sexy side to her. You, she only showed she only showed it a little bit though. There was a few tracks that she had. Yes, yes, that's true. That's true. Yes, but yeah, she she she's still gangster. <laughs> yeah, and but I, I I just loved with Missy how she just took it there with the artistry. It's it's um visuals everything just from top to bottom you could sing she could rap the just was not afraid to go weird when she needed to go weird and right it was just something that we didn't really see much of so it was it was cool yeah she definitely set the bar you know for yeah. being different she made herself stand stand out and that's actually one of the things that i say to artists nowadays i'm like what is it that you do that makes you stand out from other artists? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. people are like, oh, well, people will know that's me because it's my voice. And I'm like, okay, but you kind of sound like another artist. Mm-hmm. So do you act as like a producer sometimes for people? Um, I wouldn't say producer, in a sense, I do have a lot of people that actually uh, message me and ask me if I'll listen to a track of theirs before they put it out. Mm-hmm. Um, or even if they already put it out, they, they want to know my thoughts about it. Yeah. And I try to be straight up and forward with them and let them know, you know, if there's if it's something that like, yeah, I bang to and I think other people will, too then yeah, I'll let them know that. But also if they're just like ripping off another artist and following their sound, what's, what's like, what, what are you trying to accomplish? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I guess you can kind of say I'm a, a, a bit of a producer a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I just never thought of it. I never thought of it like that. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you got that ear and you're giving them sort of that advice, then yeah, I, I would say so. So for people that aren't necessarily as familiar familiar with you, like what is an example of, say, one of the events that you would have put on recently? That I put on recently? Yeah. Um, the last event that I would have put it on, I collaborated with an initiative called We Are Missing. Okay. Um, and we, 
we put we it was for pride for pride week so yeah. let me let me explain a little bit of uh what we are missing are it or is yeah. um so we're missing is an initiative that um is a collaborative initiative that we provide programming for queer BIPOC folks mm-hmm. and uh this year, I teamed up with them to bring an event that has never happened before. So in 2000 and this is 2017, I did an event with an artist uh, that goes by the name of Sweets. And we did an event where we brought uh, female stud strippers from the States. Mm. Um, and we just had like a party and had an event uh, where... Uh, I guess girls were celebrated uh, for this event because I feel like uh, in the queer community, it uh, females are not really celebrated. It's more so the males. That's interesting. The males, yeah. Interesting. So, like when you you see like your traditional pride imagery, and I I could actually kind of see that it's generally focused on the male gay experience. Would you say uh, the trans experience gets kind of left out too, or? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Uh, yeah, but they do a lot of drag. Okay. Drag shows. Um. Yeah, they do a lot of drag shows that that they. I, I never seen them really do like drag kings mm-hmm. the females dress up as guys but I think they've been doing that as of recently mm-hmm. but yeah they don't throw any parties or in events that celebrate queer women so this year we are missing did an event where we had a female femme presenting strippers so it was a bit different than last year we had it or two years ago, um, and we had it in South End, Halifax. Mm-hmm. So it was a different location, a different vibe. Gotcha. And that's what I like to do. I like to try to bring different things and collaborate with uh, different people that have the same vision. Uh huh. Do you feel that the people attended like felt? felt like they were now being acknowledged and, and appreciated more? Yeah, a hundred percent. Okay. A hundred percent. It it was actually a really hot day and night that night. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot there was other options that people could have went to, but we did have people come in, in and out throughout the night. So it was I thought it was a, not a pretty bad turnout. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. So and you mentioned um, like doing things to help you stand out as an artist. Is there anything else that you would say is a, a good piece of advice you would give somebody? Um, I guess don't let anyone dim your light and to continue to uh, reach for space. And that's because the sky is not the limit. And because beyond it is so much space. So reach for out of this world, you know, Mm -hmm. go for what you want and believe in yourself. Okay. So actually let's go back to this. You have some Jamaican 
heritage? Yeah, my mom's from Jamaican Kingston. But, but, but. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Nice, nice. So, are, are there, is, is any, I notice, I see a lot of like Jamaican food trucks and things like that popping up. Is that any of your people's? No, unfortunately, it's not. But uh, it's people, it's people that I know. There's a few that I like right now. Okay. Um, and some lady actually, like, I, I say that she has the second best patties in Halifax. My nan, my nan has to be the first. <laughs> <laughs> um, she actually, this lady, she just opened up her shop uh, at Pizza Corner. It's called Brata. Oh, really? Yeah. And they have some patties, jerk chicken. I think they have some oxtail, maybe. And they're pretty good. But also, there's Ari Vibes over in Cole Harbor. Okay. And uh, their food is slamming as well. Their snapper is so good. Okay. But yeah, I, 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 and I guess you can say that I'm a hypocrite because my, I, my, my mom and my grandma makes the best food in my opinion. But those are the, the other places that I like of Jamaican food around the city. They, they're acceptable. They're acceptable if you have to eat them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I know, um, and you're, and I know that you're from Bermuda. Yep. You know what I miss down here? I what? wish that they had. Wahoo. Yeah. Yes. I love Wahoo. Like every time if I go, I try to bring it back, but it never makes it back because I eat it all. Yeah. I, I love it too because it's the texture of it is it's a it's different. Like it's different than yeah. to me it as like it tastes like chicken, but it's not chicken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like that like it's crazy. Um how different it is and it's hard to explain but it's like it's like a heartier texture that that just feels like you're eating a substantial meat yeah yeah it's it's, so good i'm like dreaming about it right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah like that's one of my things every time i go home like the different kinds of food that i miss i'm starting to like i'm learning some of my recipes that my mom has but like i haven't learned all of them yet so Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm trying to bring some of that up here. I would, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I was like, can't we just like send the Wahoo here? Like, can't we just export it? Yeah, that would be nice. Probably be some expensive though, because you know how expensive Bermuda is. Yeah, yeah, because you know one of them plates in Bermuda is like it's crazy. So yeah, yeah. I mean, but it'd be worth it. Yeah. I you know I think you probably have to find a way to like partner with one of the bougie restaurants here or something, and uh, and uh, be able to justify how to charge. Or just or just create my own. Or do that, which would be even better. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So as far as like entrepreneurship and all of that, like, where do you stand in the entrepreneurship world and? Like, would you consider yourself an entrepreneur or are you more like on the social side? Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, like I said, I have my nonprofit organization, the Om Arts Collective, and I also have uh, picture, uh, picture Productions. Okay. So that's where I do my event coordinating and promotions. 
Okay, cool. So what is next for you? Um, well, right now I'm really trying to revamp paint a picture. Mm-hmm. What is that? But, uh, it's uh, my for-profit organization um, where I do, where people can hire me to do, to help uh, with um, events. Um, also will promote uh, their events. Um, also scope talent. Okay. A lot of people ask me uh, vote artists for their events. Um, so I do that. But right now you can only find about my organization or company on on Facebook. So I'm tr- trying to um, make a website um, and rearrange some things just so people know the the different things that I have going on for the organization because I also have um also do waste management with painter productions. Oh okay. So if an event needs to clean up, um I also provide that service. It's something new that I uh, started last year, but I'm really trying to push it more again this year. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right, so so Facebook is where they can find Paint a Picture. Is there anywhere else where people can find you online? Um, Facebook, Instagram. My Instagram tag is Rising Queen. It's R I Z I N G Q U E E N. I'm also on Twitter. Um, I think my Twitter is Rising Queen as well. Okay. Um, also have Snapchat, but I don't use it too often anymore. So that or my email, KaylaPborden at gmail.com. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Kayla, thank you very much for coming on to Art Pays Me. Yeah, thank you for having me, Dwayne. Yes. So uh, yeah, I'll let you know when the episode is ready to upload. And I'll need you to send me a high resolution photo for the cover if you have one. Okay. I can definitely do that. Cool. All right. Thank you so much. And you have a great day. Thanks. Peace. You too. You too. Bye now. Thank you so much for listening to the Art Pays Me podcast. Thank you to Lange Beats for the theme music. If you got anything out of this show, please rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. The more you do this, the more reach the podcast gets and the more artists I can help learn to make a living at what they love. If you want to know more about what I do, hit me up at rpaysme.com or at rpaysme on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest. See y'all next time.